Welcome to Women, Wine, and Leadership. I'm Donna Carlson, your host and work-life strategist, bringing you this podcast to share strategies that make work and life work for you from everyday working women. Today's podcast launches 360 business strategies. Let's face it, if we're talking about strategies for our whole life, that includes business. Starting today, the first week of every month will be dedicated to success strategies for your business. Whether you are running a business or thinking of making the leap, this series will give you practical strategies from successful entrepreneurs who are living their whole life on purpose. Today we have Andrea Enright kicking it off with the boot factor. And she has the kind of energy that you and I really enjoy. So enjoy this podcast. Good morning. Hey, Andrea, it's good to hear your voice. You too. You too. I'm excited. Thanks for yeah, having me. You've already me. been running today. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, it's not always easy. Like, I almost didn't go, you know? And I'm so, I'm so, you're always so happy that you went, though. <laughs> you know, I agree. Um, that's a real premise of the whole coaching program that I work with, you know, just creating those strategies that help you to, to operate better. And Mm -hmm. that choice that you make, whether to run or not can really um, add volume to your day or not. So (laughs) true. So how do you psych yourself into going to that run when you really don't want to? (laughs) Seriously? I don't know. Sometimes like, I actually, here's how I do it. I, I go, um, for my husband, he's like, so don't say you're going to go around. You just, I'm just going to put my shoes on. Right. And then, so I put my shoes on and I'm just going to go sit on the porch (laughs) and then, and I'm just going to like walk. I'm just going to walk around the block. Right. And then I'm just going to walk, you know, I'm just going to run around the block and then pretty soon you're on, you're running full run. So (laughs) that is amazing. Is he a psychologist? (laughs) (laughs) He's a therapist. Okay. (laughs) So there you go. So, well, I, that, that sounds exactly like something my therapist would say. Wow. <laughs> good. Good. Well, welcome to the podcast. It's fun to talk to you again. We haven't talked since um, the extraordinary woman. Uh, no, we talked after that once. We did once. Yes, I remember that. Um, and I'm just, I'm kind of gearing up for the next extraordinary woman right yeah, now. September. Um, speaking of which. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So fun. Um, yeah, I love hanging out with those amazing women, and I hope I can make the one in September, planning on it. Cool. So um, let's let's dial it back for the sake of everybody else who doesn't already know who you are. I was immediately attracted to the name of your business, The Boot Factor. <laughs> and I'm from Texas, you know, and when I talk about this, my accent comes out. It totally does. I just heard it. I was like, oh, yeah, she knows how to say well, boot. Well, and you inspired <laughs> me. I actually created a, uh, a a Facebook cover for my business page that uh, basically has boots on it. And Cool. I I thought of you as I as I was designing that. I went, hey, this this just gets my get up and go kind of up. <laughs> so, right. It's fun. Right. So, Tell us about Andrea, your history, and how you started the Boot Factor. Right. So I, um, you know, I have been running a content marketing agency for about 20 years. Um, and it's, it, I've changed the name of it a few, I've rebranded a few times. Um, 
um, over that, that span of time. And I, you know, I've done a lot of content marketing. I worked with a lot of corporate clients. Um, and then I became a content brokerage, uh, where I did, you know, I would place writers who knew how to tell a story and could also wrap their arms around technology at different tech companies, um, during the tech boom. And then about five years ago, I really shifted to personal branding because it's my favorite thing to do. I love mining people for their magic. I like helping them be brave and helping them really express themselves and channeling their own personality, their own <clears throat> desires, their own message for the world into their business. I named it the boot factor because at the time, I feel like I had really started expressing myself and that was how I was it's kind of my signature accessory. I just started, I'm like, guess what? I love cowboy boots and I don't care that I live <laughs> 10 feet from another house and two blocks from a coffee shop. I don't need to ride horses to, you know, <laughs> to be a, a cowgirl, right? So <laughs> and I just started wearing more boots. Um, a lot of people think I probably have like, you know, a crazy closet full of, full of boots, but I'm not really that girl either. I'm not the uh, Sarah Jessica Parker uh, <laughs> kind of shoe person. I have, you know, five, maybe five pair, and they're almost, I think all of them are from secondhand stores. Yeah, so, amen, girl. Um, I love shopping from <laughs> secondhand and consignment stores. It, you find so many treasures. Mm, absolutely, and they're always, like, a little bit different. They have a little bit of an edge. And so, yeah, I really, I really enjoy that. My mom and I love to find stuff like that when I'm shopping with her. She's from Illinois. But, but I guess I didn't even really tell you, so the, the personal branding really – it manifests itself with, um, you know, helping people find their voice, yeah. right? So that comes out in their blog, in their tagline, in their newsletter, in their marketing emails, in their website content, in their marketing one sheet, in their email signature. There's so many ways we can express ourselves through our business. And so I, I really mainly work with coaches, um, creatives, and consultants to help them do that. It's, it's brilliant that you've narrowed your target market down to coaches, creatives, and consultants. They definitely have a lot in common in terms of how they need to brand themselves. Yeah. It's all a service. It's all, it's all abstract. That's it's something that's in the yeah. air that you can't, can't hold in your hands. Um, and I'll tell you, it has not been easy to narrow it down. I, I think that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned as an entrepreneur is, you know, in the beginning, people always said, have a niche. And I didn't want to have a niche because I wanted to talk about lots of different things, yeah. you know? Um, and I think in the beginning that served me okay. Cause you learn, you know, you really get a shallow uh, bank of knowledge about lots of different yeah. topics. But as I've grown, you know, over the past, and as I've, you know, kind of become more wise, <laughs> hopefully over the past 20 years, I've just gotten sharper and sharper and sharper. And, and now I, I will tell you as soon as every time I do that, my business takes a leap. You know, it just, it gets better. I get more business. I get more passionate. Um, just get as sharp as you can. Right. Like be specific about who you help and they will come. Well, that leads to my next question. What is the biggest mistake that your clients make that you help fix? <sighs> Good question. Um, yeah, I can probably think of one or two. So the biggest mistake they make is being afraid of being themselves, right? So they just they want to play it safe and they want to be standard and they just, they want to just make sure that their message that they're telling people, they want to be clear and say that they're a coach and the world is full of coaches, there right? Are there are thousands of them, right? 
but and that's okay. There's plenty of work to go yeah. around. It's okay that there's a lot of coaches, but as a result, your website can't just be good. It's got to be amazing, right? It's got to be exceptional. It has to have your edge. And so most people just tend to play it safe. And, and the bar has gone up because people are getting a little more edgy now. So you have to keep, you know, keep raising that bar. So I think the biggest mistake people make is not, not really channeling their own personality and daring to be weird and be themselves in their marketing materials. But the other, the other mistake is just not having a cohesive message right throughout everything, right? If you go to their website, it says one thing, the email signature says another, you know, then, and, and everyone's always, you know, your, your brand is a living, breathing thing. So you're always trying to update it, but really making sure that, that people know exactly who you are and being specific about that is, is critical. You know, that's a really good point. Now I'm about to synapse into counseling. We're not going to talk about my brand. Right? <laughs> I know. Let's talk about you. How, how can we, <laughs> how can we enhance your brand? I know you've got a great brand already, but, but yeah, there's always work to do, right? Let's there's, do it. There's always work to do it. You know, mine is all about wine, which works with some people and not with all people. And that's okay. Because, you know, if you don't like wine, then we probably can't hang out. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because I was going was gonna, I was like, okay, there's like a couple wines I like, but I'm not like this big wine person. I almost feel like I'm going to get kicked out of the, the girl club because I'm because I prefer a nice margarita. Well, you know, <laughs> but, I was weaned on margaritas. That um, I'm from Texas, and you know, margaritas were just a way of life when I was growing up, and it was the first drink I had when I started, you know, drinking. <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's funny. Well, in in Austin, Texas, uh, you go to Chewy's for happy hour and you get the best margarita in the world. And now they have a Chewy's here in Colorado Springs. I was just flabbergasted when I drove by and saw that. I went, man, just when I thought that I was done with margaritas in my life, Chewy's has to come and relocate. (laughs) Yeah. That's like symbolic. That's like a full oh. circle. Like maybe that's a sign that you're, you're supposed to go back to Marguerite. Well, or at least occasionally because mm-hmm. boy, it brings me back to college and um, there's so much fun associated with margaritas. And my husband has worked for years to perfect them. And oh, oh really? yeah, he, he really, he is a drink master. He likes to mix things. And his current love is actually making um, smoke bomb old fashions with whiskey oh. and this ball of ice. <laughs> that that is that is serious oh, connoisseur yeah, talk. There, um, it has a picture. My nephew has a really great um, knack for photography. I mean, he's a professional photographer, but I mean, he could capture the smoke coming out of the drink. It was beautiful. And yeah, so I like things that are crafted and that's why I like margaritas. I like, right. and that's why, um, in, you know, in my wine connoisseurship, um, it's funny. I was just talking with a friend about we're collaborating to create a wine tasting for women, um, where it's, we're going to pour into them some enriching, inspiring conversation, but also do a little wine education. And she said, well, what do you think about tasting the, some better wines, but then having like jug wine for people to drink? And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I would, 
See, I would be totally for that. That's interesting. I know. And I said, <laughs> I just contrary to my sensibilities. I can't. I, right. I, I, yeah. It, it's betrayal. It's a betrayal of you. Well, no, I get and it. My like whole you, premise, you, and this is what I teach. You know, I, I have a, a retreat that's a wine and yoga retreat, which, um, you know, mm. would really appeal to awesome. someone who loves wine and loves yoga and doesn't appeal to people who are like, huh? Why? How could you possibly drink wine and then do yoga? <laughs> right. Yeah, this sounds slightly challenging to me. It reminds me of that sign that my one of my best friends has in her in her kitchen that says, you know, Pilates? Oh, I thought you said pie and latte. Pie and latte. Right? I've seen that too. <laughs> Well, at my last wine and yoga retreat, um, somebody gave me a gift. It's a water bottle, and on it is a picture of a wine glass and the words, yoga class. I thought you said pour a glass. Oh, that's it. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. So this is is mixing. We only do like restorative, mostly on your back um, uh, yoga at night after we've had wine. We don't. We don't put anyone at risk. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds, I mean, that sounds good. I could, yeah, I could see that. Well, um, yeah, I like, I like the mixing though. And I think that's a, like a good, it's a, a good, um, maybe it's a good metaphor for even for branding, because I see that like when I meet people, they're like, well, you know, I'm complex. I like this and I like that. And you know, I'm, and I'm just like, that's right. Because we all don't fall into a bucket, mm-hmm. right? Like we're, we're different. Right. And it's okay to mix. It's, it's okay to be like, I'm amazing at this. And guess what? I suck at recycling. Right. <laughs> or like, you know, I, like it's good to be vulnerable and kind of, kind of mix it up and say, you know, just to, this, just to mix up your life and know that there are contradictions, right. And things that don't always like seem to match. Well, I think I think there's some brilliance in that, and and really, the big picture that I was driving towards is the balance. You can you can uh, mm-hmm. enjoy a taste of wine, and and understand more about how to choose wines that are healthier for you, and uh-huh. you know, yep. understanding what happens in your body when you drink a cheap wine that's going to give you a headache, or a Oh, yes. Yes. Can I say something yeah, about this? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So this, okay. So this is something I can get excited about in the wine department. So I've got, I have a friend who is a, in biotech and she's always like, you know, telling me what to eat and what not to eat. And she knows way more than I do about it. And she, but she has directed me to a wine that, you know, does not have the sulfites. Although I was just informed that it's not the sulfites that hurt us. Um, and that is, um, it is grown biodynamically and it's, and it was the only wine that I, the only wine so far that I have drank red wine at my age, which let's just say, you know, I'm in my forties, early forties and that does not give me a headache. And yeah. And that's part of why I don't love wine because I mean, I just get, it's like an insta headache for me. Like I get a, I get a headache like in 25 minutes. And then I get a headache the next day. So it's like a lose-lose. Exactly. Um, but if you can find one that doesn't, like, that's a score. And, and I love, obviously, I love the taste of it as well. Well, and if you love the taste and um, you're finding that it gives you headaches, it's likely that there are, mul- there are possibly multiple factors at stake that um, are causing those headaches. I, I'm so glad that you found 
a solution. And, and honestly, the, the net, net um, finding in that whole equation is that you, you can't just drink any wine and expect to get the same results. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're totally right, which is why you should not have jug wine at the thing. All right. Yeah. I, you, you brought me to your side. Well, and I'm not going to shit <laughs> on true. people. I don't do that. And my friend just had a big party. And I was so excited because she and I like wine, right? And our, our mutual mm-hmm. friend said, oh, well, you, you just need to know she's going to have stacks of box wine at this party. She's not going to pull out the good stuff. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. really? But, right. but it's okay because it will keep me from drinking more than I need to. <laughs> I'm really not tempted by that stuff very much. Um, yeah. And, and you have to be able to be, you know, just like we have to be channel flexible, you know, we have to be drink flexible. Like, you know, I'm just going to be like, okay, that's cool. That's their thing. Right. Like, just like you have to be okay with people having, you know, a, a micro brew that costs $7 or a, a Coors Light oh, that costs two fifty. I'm telling you <laughs> when I showed up to, uh, I ran a race, one of those muddy races, um, with a group at work. And a guy showed up at eight o'clock in the morning with a case of Coors Light. And I went, number one, um, I don't drink things that taste like pee. And number two, uh, sorry, Coors, I know you donate a whole lot of money to the community. I'm grateful for you. But, um, you know, number two, why in the heck did you bring a case of beer? And he goes, no, no, we need to, to drink it because it's cold and it'll actually um, warm us up and it will, uh, like, give us extra energy for the run. And I'm like, huh, I just got to analyze this. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Probably depends on who you are. Yeah, I mean, it was just hilarious. I went, well, okay, well, when in Rome, I'll, I'll have a course light at 8 o'clock in the morning before I run a six-mile race. But it was just funny. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. But, you know, yeah. at the, at the wine retreat, I'm partnering with this gal who is a, a, a specialist in or organic or sustainable wineries around the world. And she provides mm-hmm. an education. And I think the gift in that is um, if you have ruled wine out of your life altogether, maybe that's a little bit too far on one side. <laughs> Um, just like if you drink anything that's open, that's maybe too far on the other side. So we're talking about self-awareness, moderation in wine and in yoga, um, and in everything in between. And, um, I hope, you know, that's useful for a number of people. I know it has been for me because I, I grew up with two uh, parents addicted to alcohol and my rationale is that. I'm not going to give up wine, something that I love as a craft and as a culinary pursuit. I'm not going to give that up just because my parents mm-hmm. abused alcohol. I'm, I'm going to learn how to moderate and drink responsibly. And um, it's kind of, it's kind of a, a, a just a bullheaded um, persistence that I have to make sure that I don't let that rewrite my like good good for you and i i think this is a really um yeah this what this touches on for me is this um 
<laughs> it's, an, it's an interesting topic because I, I think that a lot. So on that note, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I don't want to. Um, or let me let me take that back. Not a lot of people say. But what I've been feeling in the last few years is really just an overwhelm, um, for example, by kind of how social media, for example, like turns me into an addict, right? Yeah. So I, you know, I obviously you start going to Facebook because you're bored, you're looking for validation, you're looking for, you know, you're just like stro- scrolling through, um, maybe looking for confirmation. Oh, who liked my photo, blah, blah, blah. You know, and you, you scroll through it and you're, you're, it's basically depressing. It's like looking at a magazine because everyone posts like their most perfect, their perfectness, yeah. right? And you know that people are not perfect and everyone has issues and blah, blah, blah. And I think that that has prevented me from um, using social media in my marketing because I just want to, like, I kind of got off of it and I, I, now I use it really sparingly and I really like not being on it. And, but at the same time I meet people and I know when I go to educational, you know, seminars, it's like, man, I really need to be using social media, you know, for my business. Clearly it would, it would be a boon for my business. And what I have to do is, you know, manage it, right? Not say it's evil just because it, it sort of did me in for a bit, but bring it in and say, look, I'm responsible enough to use this and I just have to manage it and not go to it too often, right? I have to like limit it, right? right. I know it's funny, but it's kind of the same thing as, <laughs> right, right. I need to social media responsibly, just like you're drinking responsibly, even though you had obviously a, you know, a potentially traumatic and just like like a bad association with alcohol and, you know, like at the risk of sounding Texas, I'm going to say, you know, bless you for, for going through that. That must bless not have, your been, little couldn't have been easy. Bless your little heart, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Bless your little heart. Um, but I do think that, you know, that's, that is really showing some strength and that's the strength I'm trying to show now. I'm like, look, I've got to be able to use social media and not let it use me. Yeah. So there well, you go. Well, you know, I spoke with a friend yesterday. We just kind of collaborate. We're both coaches, kind of similar practices and we share ideas with each other. And she admitted to me the same thing that, that I recently admitted to another friend. I post to social media. I very rarely consume. And I realized Mm-hmm. That, um, the the um, hypocrisy in that is that I'm pushing information out and I'm not um, actually engaging in conversation in in a in an authentic enough way to build community. And so I realize if if I really want to use social media to serve my clientele. I do need to engage somewhat and you're right. I'm with you on how do I modify that so I can engage responsibly and not overdo it and not spend too much time. Gosh, it's like, I, I hate, that's horrible news. <laughs> Cause I, I feel like that was kind of, that's kind of been my plan. I'm like, I'm going to start a posting thing, but I don't want to go on, you know, I don't want to. Oh, be I ruined your plan. But... <laughs> no, but but yet, but you're right. It's like, I, I will have to, you know, you can't just, just post, right. And expect other people to consume you and not consume right. them. And so you're totally right. But I think, right. You just have to really manage that. Right. Uh-huh. Like, you know, 10 to ten thirty every day you, you get on and then exactly. you get off. Right. Like and so set a, yeah. an alarm. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with setting an alarm. <laughs> you know what, you know what I've, I've got to tell you that, you know, what I started to do is I set a 20-minute alarm when I went into Home Goods the other day. That's great. 
Oh my gosh. It's so great. Right. Because I know that shopping is kind of like, it, it's a little, like, I, I don't, I don't buy that much anymore. I don't go as much. But once I get in there, I just keep going. Right. And I just need to get in, get something and get out. And so, yeah, setting an alarm is not a bad thing when we're doing things that we know have the potential to overtake Absolutely. us. Well, and, and that is a strategy that works almost anywhere. Um, I think it's brilliant. It's, it's necessary for us to live a balanced life and not be overtaken by temptation. To, on right. right. Can, right. I, totally. can I set a timer on chocolate? I'm. <laughs> is that, is that your, yeah. uh, I always love, I, that's one of my questions in my interview, like my, my boot kicking brand questionnaire is like, you know, what's your guilty pleasure? What's the thing that, you know, you can't, what's the thing you can't live without? Um, so is yours chocolate or is it wine? They will, they kind of go together. And, um, the, you know, the thing about wine is I never want to use the word can't or have to, because as soon as I need a glass of wine, I know I shouldn't have one. And, um, if I mm -hmm. can't live without wine, then there's something wrong, but I do mm -hmm. enjoy a really good glass of wine. So I'm just rethinking that. And the same thing with chocolate. I can easily say no to a Hershey's bar. Sorry, Hershey's. I'm sure you do great things in the world. Oh, my God. Hershey's but the worst. I, what we grew up on. But well, sucks. you know, the <laughs> yeah. thing is, any kind of over the counter, like at the checkout kind of chocolate, I can yeah, really resist for that. Sure. People put out. Yeah. Um, you know, bowls of chocolates and I'm not tempted. I really like, um, really good dark chocolate that's low in sugar. Um, uh, I love mm -hmm. raw chocolate. There's so many antioxidants in it. It's so freaking expensive that I can easily have one and I'm happy. <laughs> and so, nice. and that's an interesting part of, of this retreat too. I we have like bite-sized desserts, not a whole piece of cheesecake so um it's all about moderation yeah do you so tell me um I don't know how much time we have left you tell me a little bit about where where's the retreat how long is it and is it educational as well or are you doing yeah what is the well thanks gist. for letting me make this whole conversation a commercial on my retreat um yeah, well, you have to come. <laughs> it's it's in November the next one's in November and it's at the Garden of the Gods Resort in Colorado Springs Oh, oh yeah, I've I've been there, baby. Place. Yep. It, and I go mm -hmm. and hang out there just to, just to like prepare my soul for this experience. Um, and yes, there is wine tasting guided by a master of wine. Uh, we have these little uh, tiny desserts. Um, but okay, the theme of the whole retreat is to um, create your inner leadership, um, just like the you would well okay using the metaphor of the characteristics of a noble wine a really high quality wine oh uh-huh um we're creating the um inner characteristics of a woman who can just kick ass in life and um the the metaphor makes it fun and the wine tasting um makes it uh memorable because you start to talk about these characteristics and taste them, but also talk about how they are manifest in our life. 
So there's some nice. There's some soil work in our vineyard um, to figure out what's working, what's not, and then there's some um, work and just throughout the weekend being more self-aware, understanding how I cultivate energy, mental clarity. And we're creating rhythms so that by the time we leave, we have a good solid strategy for going back into our life and keeping that state of equanimity that we've developed in this nice weekend. Cool. Cool. That sounds awesome. Well, thanks for letting me talk about it. It makes me want to go there right now because I'm, I'm tired and I find that most really successful busy women are worn out and they're wondering how long can I do this before I just split my side open Um, yeah well it it sounds like a great like kind of a great precursor to what I do as well because they they're tapping into who they really are who they want to be um finding their magic you know going back to maybe some stuff that they haven't been able to tap into in a while because they're too busy getting dinner on the table putting the kids to bed answering email you know um, all that stuff. just, yeah, what we call, I call living the dream. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think that that's usually what I take people through and it, it gets them into a vulnerable spot, which is sometimes scary, I will mm-hmm. say. Um, but people are ultimately grateful because I think particularly in our, what we're doing right now, a lot of us are in partnerships, not necessarily everybody, of course, but you know, we're in partnerships where we've been in those partnerships for a long time whether that's a, a spouse or in a business partnership. And we're not always forced to really t- step back and answer questions about ourselves because we've just been saying the same thing for a long time and everybody around us already knows us, right. you know? And so we, people haven't asked us, so what are you all about? Like what, you know, what's, what do you, what's your mantra? Like, what are your principles? What are your superpowers? What's on your nightstand? What's your guilty pleasure? Where, you know, what do you want to give to the world? Um, And when you get to those questions, sometimes people are like, wow, you know, I haven't been asked this in a long time and and it makes them think. So that's a big part of my process, my discovery process. I love that. It'd be fun to do some kind of a personal brand workshop in a retreat. Absolutely. For sure. And I'm, I'm just working now on a brand, uh, it's called a a boot kicking brand journal, which is going to be part of my services. And that really gives you a whole journal with all the questions that encourages you to go deep and write out those questions to really see how you can, you know, infuse yourself into your brand and, and create an online brand that works for you. So yeah, we should, we should talk about a little collaboration uh, yeah, there. I would, a- I would love it. Like, that's, yep. Yep. I do a lot of presenting. So I, I love working with groups. Well, um, I see a lot of value in just merging these two efforts together because what comes out of a weekend where you have a chance to sit and think about who you are, what your purpose is. Um, the yeah. next thing you want to do is talk about what do I do with this? And yes. I had in my last retreat, I had several women say, man, this was life changing. Like put a pin in it and shift. It was a paradigm shift for them, but they walked out saying, I'm still not sure what I'm going to do with this. So yeah. We yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think that is often the thing, especially when you, you know, you leave a retreat, but good. It's great for you. You've just changed people's lives. How cool is that? Um, yeah. But you, you walk out and then you're like, now what? Right. And c- because you're, you're, you're just sent right back into the trenches of your kind of, you know, the, the life exactly. of your life or, you know, your lists and your, um, your routine. And how do you, how do you weave 
that creativity and that, that new knowledge into, into your life. So yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great to talk further about that for sure. We, we need to get something on the calendar. I know. Okay. <laughs> it, it's a plan. We're going to figure this out. Good. Uh, cool. Well, okay. We will, we will do that. And meanwhile, for everyone who's listening and they're like, I like his boot kicking stuff. How can I work with Andrea? Tell us how to find you online and all that stuff. For sure. Yeah. So um, you can find me online at thebootfactor.com. That's T-H-E-B-O-O-T factor f as in frank a c t o r dot com um you can google andrea enright that's andrea and then my last name's enright e n r i g h t um call me at 303-746-1503 um putting that out there give me a text but check me out online um my packages start at 750 a month for um for branding services and um, love to see you on Facebook as well, um, as well as LinkedIn. And um, like I say, I'll, I do a lot of speaking. If you need someone to come and really rev up your conference or your meetup with typically, um, you know, I, I like to say I speak and swear <laughs> in front of small to medium-sized audiences. Because <laughs> um, I like to just kind of weave in a little bit of humor yes. and pop culture into the content message. I love that. So. Did you hear the story that Brene Brown told that somebody asked her to speak, but asked her not to swear? And she said, no, I can't speak then. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I think it's, I think it is so critical and you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be dropping F-bombs like every other sentence right. or anything like that. But I do think that, you know, one of my principles, you know, in content is to speak with familiarity and not formality, yeah. right? And the bottom line is that, like, people do some swearing, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, this is how be- people are in the world, and it's okay to relate that way. Um, moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, that's a that's a huge it's a I huge part wanna, part of my. I want to write a white paper on the psychological, um, like, neuro chemical boost we get from certain resonant syllables <laughs> oh that's so interesting totally I'm such a word person that uh, would I would oh I bet you would love that I, would... I I read something and now if I could only find out where it was yeah I, I think there is something that really happens in our brains when we allow ourselves to say certain words so you go girl I think that's good yeah <laughs> thank you thank you so much for having me today great to chat with you again yeah thanks for taking time to be on the podcast and we will talk soon okay bye bye i am so glad you took the time to have a glass of wine with the girls today if you love the conversation here about business strategies you need to check out 360 life strategies on facebook where we talk about all the things women are doing to run a successful business. If this helps you in any way, would you subscribe and rate this podcast? This helps us know what helps you elevate your business and your whole life. Come again, bring a friend. Until next time, cheers.